The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Every time I put on my clothes, I look like, I'm like man, I look like Walt, Walter White from Breaking Bad. Just walking around in a long sleeve button down. I he roll it up. He was always walking around, yeah. He was always dripping in a, in a khakis and... It was Pontiac vibe. Yeah, he drove a Pontiac vibe. That's what I drove. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then I you, crashed it. And so did you he. Made, you made meth. He did crash his, and then he fought a cop. It's crazy. It was a weird time. That was a, we, Phoebe and I watched that show. That's probably not good to watch. No, it was not. It was not great. But I know a lot about meth now, which is good. More than I ever needed to know. Yeah, I didn't need to know. You ever think those shows glorified crime a bit? <laughs> uh, Patrick, I got bad news. I think the show everyone's talking about, The Sopranos, I think it's about the mob. <laughs> you watch the, they you try ever... to keep it a secret. They're going to keep it a secret, but Tony Soprano, I think, is in the mob <laughs> in the show, The Sopranos. <laughs> Why'd you put more peanuts in your mouth? I don't know. I'm hungry. <laughs> Well, okay, let's, we let's podcast so I can make Phoebe dinner right now. Let's talk about Carmelite spirituality. Sure. Can we later talk about nougat spirituality? I understand if you don't want to podcast with me anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the Crunch, the only podcast I got married yesterday. It's your boy, Ethan. And I'm Patrick. It's we did not get married. Sunday. I didn't, I'm not married yet, but it's coming on the Sunday after I get married. It's going to be married. Oh, it's so podcast. exciting. Marriage pod. Ooh, marriage ooh, cast. Ooh, ooh. Marriage cast. Oh, this is so exciting. I just had my first wedding anniversary. Mm-hmm. You Do you mind if I sing the praise? Before before we get into how excited we are for your marriage, I'm going to let you finish. Yeah, yeah. I'm going to let you finish. No, but can I sing no, no. my wife's praises for a moment? Of course, that's what this podcast is for. It's about to be a wife cast, baby. Wife cast, wife, wife cast, cast, baby. Wife cast, baby. What? Okay. Uh, I was going to go with wife cast. cast. <laughs> <laughs> the YMCA. I, okay, so I got my, my... Phoebe has been really focused on like sleep tracking, like sleep hygiene recently. Sleep and so, hygiene. Yeah, and so she's... And sleep hygiene is like how, how to sleep well. You and hire so, someone to come and floss your teeth while you're sleeping. <laughs> and so she she's been she's been doing this like sleep tracker that's on the uh-huh. that's on your phone. So it like it mm-hmm. like tracks you while you sleep. It's on your phone, and of course that transgresses one of my one of the things that's very important to me, which is not having phones in the bedroom. And um, we just keep our phones like I, I I keep my phone away from my away from my bed because I know if I wake up first thing I do boom on the phone. I hate that. Yep. And. But it's so important to her, and so I was like, "You it is obviously fine," because she's like, "I haven't been sleeping well, et cetera, et cetera." So for our for our anniversary, I got her like a a sleep tracker that like mm-hmm. goes underneath the bed. It's like a it's like a motion sensor, and it like tracks you and makes sure like, "Hey, you're sleeping well," and you input your like health data, and it it goes, "Okay, it shows you trends and all this stuff." It's really cool. Oh, wow! And I like did a bunch of research, et cetera, et cetera, and I was like, "This is a great anniversary gift. This is something that she needs, and it's something she wouldn't think of to buy for herself." And I'm like, patting myself on the back. Okay. 
So we get to the we get to the the cabin that we're staying at for the weekend. And where was the cabin? Were you in? It was in it was in Byesville, Ohio. It was in the middle of nowhere. Oh, which, by the way, nice. if you're planning on going out to dinner on your anniversary, don't go to the middle of nowhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So anyway, <laughs> but we had fun. <laughs> we, didn't, we didn't we just didn't we didn't think about the uh, the the dinner part. We probably could have driven to the somewhere instead of the middle uh-huh. of nowhere. Yeah, yeah. But uh, so we were like, okay, it's time for time for presents, and so. Uh, she opened her present first, and I'm glad she went first. I'm glad I went first so that, you know, I couldn't be eclipsed by her. But I was about to be. Anyway, so the first year is paper. That's, like, the theme. Yeah. Which is, like, I, I, I obviously didn't do that, you know, so I wasn't expecting her to. But she she just whips out this thing, right? It's, mm-hmm. like, this box. It's a clear box, and in it is uh, sand from the beach at Melbourne that she kept. Oh. Seashells whoa. from the beach at Melbourne, which she kept. And she's very particular about her seashells. Mm. And uh, and so they they're like perfect seashells from Melbourne, which is my home. And on top of the sand is an origami swan. What? <laughs> that she made out of paper that had our wedding vows printed on it. Wow. Was the paper from Melbourne? <laughs> I don't know. I don't think so. Oh, okay. <laughs> but it was like beautiful cream, like cardstock with like you could Whoa. see like I Patrick take you Phoebe, and it was so mm-hmm. cool. Yeah. And then I was like, man. Way to knock it out of the park for like literally fifteen bucks. Like you're kidding me. She told me she, she crushed it. She like we we budget so we I could see how much she spent. All the the bulk of the money was actually spent on her getting me a cigar and whiskey to celebrate nice. on the nice. on the weekend, um, which was great. But the what what she really got me was uh, having to shower and floss a lot because I smell like she hates it when I go to bed with smelling like cigars. Yeah, and so I had to like really like scrub my hair because it gets stuck in the beard it mm-hmm. it yep. really does i'm looking to mitigate that i recently much to my chagrin started vaping no worse <laughs> after all of my years of making fun of these guys i got a pipe I, I don't know if that actually it might help it does help because it's there's not as much it's not as smelly because it's just the tobacco ah. and uh there's no i don't know it's not as heavy it's a lot lighter of a smoke gotcha than than tobacco okay or not than tobacco than uh cigar cigar yeah and so it still smells but it's not nearly as like in your mouth and everywhere that's as true a cigar, is. A cigar yeah. is literally just tobacco wrapped in tobacco and then you set it on fire oh and also i i keep i always forget if you're a cigar smoker and you happen to be a wife guy like me um mm-hmm. because your mouth is on tobacco your lips taste like tobacco so no matter how much you brush your teeth your lips are going to take you got to brush your lips got to brush your lips got to brush your which lips which is if you've been a pro uh you would know that you we always brush our lips is that so R- wife guys brush their lips <laughs> this is this should not be news to anybody who's been on patreon patreon.com/thecrunch catch all your brush Lip brushing, lip brushing boys techniques. if you have lip brushing boys facebook page facebook.com slash group slash lip brush boys <laughs> go ahead and join that and if you uh, have if you have dry lips it's good to brush your lips once in a while so you get all the dry skin off and then you can apply vaseline to moisturize your lips vaseline versus chapstick discuss vaseline is better than chapstick but can you put <laughs> Can you imagine walking around with a whole tub of Vaseline in your pocket? <laughs> <laughs> they sell they sell Vaseline in like small applic I oh, just fell over. They sell yeah. Vaseline in little like small applicators. They do, but the the only time I've ever seen Vaseline is when it's in those tubs with the blue lid. <laughs> you pull it out of your pocket, pop it open. 
smack that bad boy on there. Smack it up. I like the chapstick because of the the size, the portability, the the fact that I don't have my chapstick on me, but it's the perfect size to kind of like it's losability. Yeah, it's losability. <laughs> every, so many like every everybody time I clean out my car. There's like four chapstick chapstick dudes that come rolling out. The only the, the only chapstick the only chapstick I've ever used to completion is uh is lip balm from uh catholicbeardbalm.co slash the crunch uh because that stuff is so good and also expensive mm-hmm. that i would i always know exactly where it is but yeah you'll never you'll never lose your tub of vaseline also vaseline is shareable mm-hmm. because you just wash your hands and then you use it and you can put it over cuts and it's better than neosporin let me try one more thing what if we were able to maybe attach like a carabiner to the Vaseline? And then <laughs> yeah. I could just be on my belt loop right next to my. Yeah. What if we my... have like a Nalgene bottle lid for, you know, those, you know, those bottles, mm-hmm. those, those instead hydro of, flasks for focus missionaries. Instead of Boy Scouts being the kids that always have water bottles carabinered to them, mm-hmm. it can now be fans of the crunch always have those Vaseline tubs carabinered to them. And that's how people will tell that you listen to our podcast is because you always are strapped <laughs> With that Vaseline tub. You know I keep that thang on me. You know I keep that thang on me. Tell me about Carmex is the other thing I'm curious about. Carmex tends to sting my lips. Is that the Hydrox of Chapstick? It might be the Hydrox of Chapstick. Did you know that Hydrox was first? I did know that. We probably talked talked about about this on this podcast. I think it's made of beeswax. Interesting. And you put it on your lips and it stings. It burns rather than my blue tube of chapstick. Oh, I love, wait, I know what you're talking about. I love that stuff. You love the Carmex that hurts your I love the sensation of, 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 it makes me feel alive. A thousand little knives on my top and bottom lip. Yes, I love that. Maybe you're just allergic to bees. Really considered this. <laughs> you're like, you're like, that's actually a good point. I don't think it's I do. Really good point. <laughs> do you eat honey uh, frequently? Yeah. Well, that makes sense. Honey's not made out of bees. It's not made out of bees. <laughs> I don't know if you're allergic to bees. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what am I thinking of? <laughs> I just revealed on the podcast, live on the podcast, mm-hmm. that I think that if you're allergic to bees, you can't eat honey. <laughs> I'm lactose intolerant. Oh, don't touch that cow. Don't, don't touch, touch that, that stick. Cow. You can't eat the stick. You're lactose intolerant. Oh, that's funny. Man, I'm an idiot. I didn't know that until now. (laughs) I don't think you're an idiot. I just think that sometimes you get carried away and you're so invested in the bit that you forget. Do you eat honey? Forget what happened. (laughs) Do you eat honey? (laughs) I mean, I figure it's like like a bee touched it, you know, a bee, a bunch of them. Yeah. So, So you, so complete the story. So you got Phoebe the, uh, sleep machine and mm-hmm. she got you this nice thing and she just totally crushed you even though you got her this really nice thing yeah she absolutely destroyed it she was she did a great job emma is so much better at getting gifts than i am Phoebe, i yeah. i am so bad it's because i'm i'm like not a thoughtful person <laughs> i can never i never listen when people say that they like something and so i can never when it's time to get a gift i'm like oh you know they wear clothes <laughs> um they eat food. Uh, like I can't think of anything that they like. Yeah. Whereas Emma will just remember a, a one-off comment that I made four months prior, <laughs> and be like, "Oh, I remember one time you said that you wanted Birkenstocks, so I got you Birkenstocks for your birthday." I was like, "What? How did you know? Didn't how did you know? bought those for myself? They're the right size. Did you measure my feet at night? <laughs> what <laughs> did you? Is is Emma a a gift giving love language person? Is that her love language? Emma is a physical touch love language person. Um, 
who I don't believe as gifts very high, but I think, and, and I don't think it's her love language per se, but I think it is a natural gift of hers. Mm, so I see. I don't really know. I yeah. see. Yeah. Phoebe and I go back and forth on that about like what mm-hmm. our love language. I'm like, I'm like, am I words of affirmation? Am I physical touch? Who knows? Your words of affirmation. Is that so? I think I know this to be true. Why? How do you on, know this? Because, because Patrick, <laughs> <laughs> because when, every time I give you a hug, you give me a hug back. But every time I tell you like, good job, your face starts glowing <laughs> and you're so happy. You don't even realize it. Yeah. I, I, I remember one time again, Phoebe with the gifts, she like remembered that it was words that my love language is words of affirmation. And so she covered my, she covered our apartment in, um, in like affirmations and mm-hmm. thank yous everywhere. And it was spatially like it was, it was spatially significant. So like on the TV, she was like, thank you for always letting me watch what I want. And on the counter, it was like, you're so good at cooking. Thank you for always cooking. For-. And I was so overwhelmed because yes. like there was so many, there was you like, start crying. Yeah, I did. It was, yeah. it was because it was just so like, it was so like, uh, un. I could, it was undeniable. Like everything was just there and I couldn't Love like, bomb. I couldn't like dismiss the words of affirmation and be like, Oh, you're just saying that, you know? Yeah. And like, Oh, that's just one. But it was like the, the, the volume <laughs> to which mm-hmm. it, it was a very good gift. I still have all of them. I still have all. That's I took, awesome. I took them down. I put them in a, in my, in my drawer. <laughs> yeah. You're a physical touch. Yeah. Let's just say that. Yeah. I think. Well, I only <clears throat> physically touch my wife. So as is right. And Jess, I've never touched another person ever. So mm-hmm. quarantine as they say. <laughs> uh, I think every guy, this is just a general statement. It's not really about you. Every guy who says that he's uh physical touch is actually words of affirmation. You think 100%. so? Oh my gosh. Yes. Really? Yes. Interesting. I really do believe that because, because it's true for me. And so it must be true. for <laughs> Are you words of affirmation? I, yes, nice. I have to be. Cause I thought, I thought for the longest time, like on oh, physical touch, I love hugs and all these things. It's like, no, no, I actually was just looking for the affirmation and the physicality that I didn't get in the words. That's true, because I the, don't so, really... So when I get them in the words, it's like the the touch is nice, but like I don't need it Yeah. in the same way that I like... When someone, I don't know, gives me a very targeted compliment, that sticks with me, you know, for a long time. Definitely true, yeah. So, yeah. I don't know, maybe that's just... Maybe I think that I'd just be humans. We do be humans, though. I Hard I think say. that's true. I don't seek physical touch from people that are not Phoebe. So, like, I I yeah. maybe if I yeah, like, I don't know. Sean is definitely physical touch. He hugs everybody. My little brother. Does he? He, he did does. not hug me when I came. Well, you're not you're not his his relative or like his friend, his close friend. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. Sean's I first instinct be. is to hug me. I remember when I was having a really bad day. Sean just walked up and he was like here and i was like wow that's so that's nice. great sean's a good brother so is nick sean, sean is the nevy the nevy boys are great we do love the nevy boys a lot of nevies on the pod all right got to get back to the main part of the podcast which is what we're talking about my wedding and then we that's started right. talking about we started talking about phoebe <laughs> oh sorry i'm sorry i forgot <laughs> and here we are no it's okay i am used to conversations getting derailed because we start talking about your wife <laughs> <And that's> just... <laughs> but but now the podcast is finally now, aligned alignment has been achieved Yes, all the planets coming together. <laughs> planet Emma, Planet Phoebe. This is just going to be a wife cast. We're just going to be I like, think oh. it's a, maybe a bad idea to refer to our wives as planets. That's <laughs> something that I'm going to go out on a limb and say we should not do. Do not do that. 
<laughs> oh gosh. Anyway, what were you saying? You were saying something. Uh, I I was saying how I think I think this podcast is going to become an Emma and Phoebe cast where we just both talk about how great our respective lives are, and then eventually everyone will throw pitchforks at us and say, "Get off the podcast, Emma and Phoebe cast." Yeah, yeah. I think we're gonna have to. Eventually, we're gonna have to moderate a conversation between Emma and Phoebe, because if I correct me if I'm wrong. I believe Emma and Phoebe are the types of women who believe that they would have nothing to contribute to a podcast, but when you actually get them started, yes, <laughs> they would be so insightful I know. and so smart, but they would never do it like unprompted or on their own. It takes so a certain to, it takes a certain amount of narcissism, perhaps histrionic ness, histrionicity. Dare I say vanity <laughs> to start a podcast. To start a podcast that our wives and, are not known for. Yeah. No, that's an absolute fact. What are you most excited uh, about for my wedding? Um, I will say this for every wedding. Um, I've, I never feel this at any mass except for wedding masses. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'm sitting there in communion and I'm like, man, only 15 more minutes till party time, baby. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. <laughs> I, I really am worried that that's going to be like on my mind, you know, because what I really want to be doing, you tell me what your experience was. Yeah. It's like what I'm going to want to be doing is praying with my ne- my then wife, mm-hmm. receive the sacrament, meditate on the fact that like the oneness that I'm now experiencing with Christ is the oneness that I now have with Emma and how beautiful and amazing that is. But I feel like a lot of my brain is going to be like... <laughs> <laughs> Party time, party time. Mary, Mary. And it's going to be part of my brain that's going like that. Yeah. Right? yeah, yeah. It's arms up. And the other half of my brain going to be like, shut up. It's time to pray. And I'll be like, no, it's time to party. <laughs> and yeah, I'm just, I'm worried. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna, It's going to be fine. You're not going to be able to tell from the outside, but the inside is going to be a war. The whole sure. time, the whole time I'm going to be sitting there thinking, man, the idea that my, my wedding party partner came up with for our entrance dance is really bad, but I'm going to have to do it, aren't I? We're not doing that. You're no? saved. Great. Yeah, we're the the only people that are getting introduced at our reception are us. Good. <laughs> which is crazy when you think about it. No offense to anybody who has the DJ introduce all of the people and has all the people do the little dance thing. Yeah. But that's the dumbest crap I know. ever in the I, world. I, it's awful. If, I hate it if every I had time. thought about it, I wouldn't have done it. Yeah. Yeah. I just had done it so many times at so many weddings. I was like, I'm not putting my groomsmen through this. Because you know who cares about that? No one. No one, <laughs> no one cares about it. <laughs> no one cares about it. No one remembers who you are. No one is looking at you. If you're, I mean, if you're a groomsman, you're there for the groom. Yes. Right? Like, and Precisely. the groom knows that you're there because you you walked in right behind him and you stood next to him the whole time that you were yeah. at the mass. Precisely. Right? The groom is, is never under any auspices. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> about you whether about your presence yeah so i don't know it's just uh there's so many uh, there's so many wedding so you don't traditions. Have to do that don't worry there's so many wedding traditions that uh we nixed mm-hmm. like what would you nix i don't think we did the flower toss um hmm. you did hoist phoebe up on a chair yeah but that's like not an american tradition that's uh pretty sure that that comes from our friends from across the jordan uh, across the pond, as they say, as they say, across the across the Ty- Sea of Tiberius. Um, mm-hmm. 
Yeah, we did do that, but that was more of a Fishers of Men thing than a wedding thing. Uh, yeah. What else did we do? We did, we did the, we did the introducing the, and everyone felt weird about it. They were all like, because mm-hmm. you know, like Nino and Aaron didn't know each other. You know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I who was you were partnered with uh, Chinch. I was one of one of Phoebe's sisters, right? Yeah, Emily Chinch. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Chinch. Yeah, you know Emily. Yeah, it was good. Yeah. But it's everybody. It's the same five dances every time. Everybody does like the you cast the thing and you roll. Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. Like the fish. You know? Everyone, everyone does the leapfrog. You know, the leapfrog. Right. Some people are like legitimately good at dancing, or they'll do some like acrobatic thing, and like one person will look, and the other person will like do this crazy like break dancing move, and everyone will be like, "Whoa!" Not be careful. That tux is rented, and then you mm-hmm. know, it just it's it's. And there's Which always there's always there's always one person who like brings nunchucks, you know, at every wedding, <laughs> and they just they just flip them around and they do some sick backflip, you know. That mm-hmm. who invited that guy? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then the, and his three brothers show up and they got swords <laughs> and, and, and and they start stab. They start they flipping start, around and then, they start dancing to a vanilla ice song, and you're like, "What are you doing?" And then one of the groomsmen like pushes in a box, and then he pulls out one of the bridesmaids who's contorted herself into the small box, and you're like, "How did she do that?" What is that a reference to? That's a reference to acrobatics at a circus. They they contort oh. them. The contortionists. I was I was referencing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh. No, I wasn't referencing the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I was referencing popular circus acts like nunchucks and martial artists. If you walked up to somebody and said, hey, who's the guy with the nunchucks? They say Michelangelo, the Ninja Turtle. I was not referencing. Okay, so you, 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 the three brothers with swords, one has a bow staff. You were referencing the Ninja Turtles and the other guy was the nunchucks guy. Yeah, so there's this this guy with the swords is mm-hmm. Leonardo. Here's my opinion. Guy, Here's my opinion. Guy with the bow staff is Donatello, and the guy with the the size is Raphael, and the guy with the nunchucks is Michelangelo. This is first grade stuff, Patrick. This first Do grade not, SpongeBob. If I, I come back from my <laughs> wedding and you're still getting this crap wrong, I'm getting a new host. Here's my opinion. Here's my opinion. No matter say what you want about the Ninja Turtles, if they were really if they were really Ninja Turtles, they would have proficiency in more than one weapon. That's my opinion. Have you seen? Oh my gosh. They're just are really good at the ones that they have. They don't need to be proficient <laughs> in all of them. They have different color bandanas. What do you think you should be proficient in every color of bandana? Like I just, you can't just say stuff. It's obvious I've hit a right. sore spot, and I apologize. They're the ninjas, not you. <laughs> what are you? Who are you trying to say? Let me just say this: Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 2: The Secret of the Ooze is one of the greatest films of 1992, <laughs> and not enough people talk about it. It's one of the greatest films of June 1992. <laughs> yeah, Vanilla Ice is in it. There's a whole song called the Ninja Rap in the middle of it. There's a whole they're doing a fight scene oh to a gosh. to a Vanilla Ice song. It's positively absolutely amazing. That's There's, that is one of the most 1992 things I've ever heard. A rap song in the middle of a of a children's cartoon uh, yeah. of a turtle of a turtle fight scene. That's um, just uh, it's one of those things. It's you might have this movie with your brothers, but it's one of those things that me and my brothers know all the lines from the movie, <laughs> and so because we watch it so many freaking times, we probably have that. It's probably and, Tom and Jerry, the magic ring. Mm-hmm. That's what that one was. And I can just say, because everybody in the club during the Vanilla Ice fight scene thinks that the turtles are like performers for the club. Yeah, you know? sure, of course. There's this guy Classic. that I, I will never forget. <laughs> he goes, all the turtles are fighting and everything. He goes, man, look at those costumes. I love this place. And... <laughs> <laughs> 
And so all one of the three of us has to do is goes, hey, man, look at those costumes. And then the rest goes, I love this place. <laughs> it's so funny. We'll probably That's do it this really weekend. Good. We'll probably hear it. <laughs> it's just, it's those little things that you're like, man, only my brothers know me as well as yeah. I deserve to be known right oh, now man. until That's I'm great. married. And then Emma will know me. Yeah, and then and then and then all all you gotta do all you gotta do to to make Phoebe laugh if you're Patrick you just gotta go go ah the dump truck and you she'll laugh. What is the ah the dump truck? It's a joke from this weekend. It's actually not that iconic, but I'm sure it'll go oh, down really? in infamy. So uh, I I assumed it was some kind of TikTok. No, it's not. I I was I I sat we sat down in a in a in a roller coaster. We went to Kennywood, which is Pittsburgh's theme park. It's like hundreds of years old. It's crazy old. And mm-hmm. like one of the oldest, the oldest roller coaster in the world is at this theme park. And we we we, get, we sit down on the oldest roller coaster in the world. You're kidding? No, <laughs> we sit down on the oldest roller coaster in the world. It's over 100 years old, and uh, it's almost 100 years old. And I sit down. <laughs> she sits down first, and I sit down right next to her. And mm-hmm. I'm like, oh man. She was like, oh, we barely fit in this. And I'm like, yeah. If it wasn't for my absolutely, she's like, we almost fit in this. And I was like, yeah. If it wasn't for my absolutely massive dump truck. Um, <laughs> and then we start going, and obviously we hit like a sharp turn. Yeah. And it's the centripetal force force is in the direction of Phoebe. And so uh-huh. she's getting squished and all she starts screaming, your dump truck, your dump truck. As if no one in the car knows what yeah. she's referring to. Uh-huh. And, uh, and then in another ride, another old roller coaster, it said smaller people get in first. Um, mm. And I didn't listen. I got in first <laughs> and then the same thing happened, but with more force towards Phoebe. <laughs> so that was the last ride we rode that day. Because I, I, I broke my wife's uh, pelvis with my body. I just body checked my wife. That's so sad. If if any listeners of the podcast would like to visit Phoebe, she is plastered up against the side <laughs> of one of the cars at this amusement park in Ohio. Pittsburgh. What is it called? Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh. Kennywood. Pittsburgh. Uh, so feel free to take a, take a trip on up. If you're missing There's my a, wedding, you can go visit Phoebe. If you want to know some Pittsburghese, if, you, yeah. if, you, if someone walks up to you and says, is Kennywood open? Uh, that means your fly is down. Is that true? Yeah, it is indeed. No way. Yeah, I, it's really funny. What? Yeah. Because Kenny, the- Kennywood is seasonal, so it closes. So sometimes people ask, like, oh, is Kennywood open? Oh. It's like a common phrase. So if you say, hey, Kennywood's open, you, Kennywood's just, you open. just open your, you just close your fly. Wow. I wish we had that for everything. Yeah, right? You know? Hey, hey, is it baseball season? <laughs> and so be like, no. And you like look down at the crotch and they're like, go away. It looks like it's baseball <laughs> season. It's like it's looking like a baseball season. Uh-huh. Like, no, it's January. <laughs> like no, it's, it's very cold out. Like, well, like, it's something. You? So the, the Fenway Park looks pretty uh-huh. active yeah. to me. There's oh, a lot of yeah. people in there. Someone stealing the bases. Hey, yeah, it's uh, there's there's a lot of I don't know. I can't. What's another thing that's close? Hey, hey, the uh, state fairs in town. <laughs> Someone. Hey, hey, you want to go to the zoo later? It gets more and more obscure. You want to? <laughs> Hey, I'm going to Taco Bell. Do you want anything? (laughs) Uh, That's pretty good. Hey, thank you for listening to this episode of The Crunch. Sorry to interrupt what I'm sure is a stimulating intellectual conversation, but I wanted to pause the episode real quick to let you hear from some of our sponsors. We will be back right after this. 
need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, so you're excited about my wedding. <laughs> if you say so. It's, no, you are. I am and indeed. I think it's going to be so fun. Just like the groomsmen that I have, everybody that's coming. There's going to be so many people coming that I just am very thankful for. People taking time out of their focus training, taking time out of their jobs, people who are about to give birth or just gave birth. Like it's just a, it's going to be very beautiful. It's I'm very excited. Very, it's very excited. <sighs> I'm ready to be married. I'm ready to leave and not work and not record any podcasts for two weeks. That's after pretty this. great. Yeah. I'm, are we gonna really are we gonna release that bad episode? Probably not. Why not? because uh, I don't want to release it. You do do an episode on your own while I'm gone. Free oh, it's be so much difficult. It's not gonna be that difficult. I did it while you were on your honeymoon. Yeah, but but I, we, I guess I'll, we'll get Phoebe on the cast. You get Phoebe on the cast. That's why we'll I, I got Phoebe Emma on cast. the cast. Do get, uh, I don't know, who's who's one of your, you have so many contacts in the, it'd be really funny if that was the week that you got like Matt Fratt on the show. <laughs> <laughs> hey Matt, do you want to come and do a podcast? I'd be so mad. That would be, I would be, that would be so mean. Yeah, it would be pretty mean. Be really mean. I don't know, but if you have someone who is Catholic and can talk about these things, have them on and then have Phoebe on for the Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. That's what I did with Emma. Oh, that'd be super fun. Yeah. Great. Okay. Um, or just do like the regular part or just do a shorter one, just a shorter podcast. Patrick and Phoebe, Dr. Ethan's Dating Corner. The do doctors, we, do a bu- we do a bunch of Dating Corner episodes. The doctor's out. Um, the doctor is out. So I'm thinking about not taking my phone with me to our honeymoon. I'm thinking about taking it onto the plane and then leaving it on the plane. And then let, <laughs> letting it fly away. Letting it fly into the sunset. <laughs> and then just nothing. That, yeah. That'd be really, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah, that would be, it's, if you're going to get rid of your phone, that's the way to do it is go on a plane and yeah. then leave your phone on the plane and then watch it take off and then just wave. Wave goodbye. All right, you ready for topic time? I am ready for topic time. Man, I hope this is going to be good. That's Welcome. a good way to start a topic. I know. Welcome to Topic Time. <laughs> the only podcast where, you know, it's been a pretty busy week and I haven't had a ton of time to think about a topic and neither has oh Patrick. God, it's been such a busy week. Have you had a pretty busy week? Yes. And I just got back from vacation. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on? Why are you so busy? I had a lot of stuff at work. Mm. Well, I'm like, I'm like launching a youth ministry and it's, it has to happen faster than the first time. Oh yeah. I have more intense goals than the first time and a supervisor mm. who like, who like, you know, pushes father Anthony wasn't really my supervisor. It's a long, complicated story. Um, my supervisor is like really good at like pushing me to my mm-hmm. limit and mm-hmm. like getting me to do things I otherwise wouldn't have been able to do. Um, but that being said, it's like, there's a lot on my plate. Now he has said to me several times, um, you know, you can say no, you can like yeah. say, you can, you can yeah. readjust and say, Hey, like let's calibrate and I can't do this. 
but um, that would mean I failed. So I'm not doing. I'm just Patrick. Uh, oh, listen, that's we are not recording this podcast so that you can just wallow in your wounds the rest of your life. Right? <laughs> this podcast is meant to bring healing and life and joy. You must say no to your responsibilities. Quit your job. Move to Oklahoma. Start a podcast studio with me. Live <laughs> free. Die hard. Bruce Willis, get down here. Come on. I uh, I also met a really Catholic. Re- I also met a super Catholic real estate developer in Pittsburgh, and I told him about your uh, your the place you work for, and he was like, "That's actually a pretty good idea." And I was like, "Do it, do it, do it, do it." Okay. Do, 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 uh, do. <laughs> um, but yeah, I I uh, I'm updating the youth ministry space, launching Life Teen, uh, you know, relaunching Edge in person, running confirmation prep, and trying to find core team members for all of those things, and it's very difficult. So if you know anyone in the greater Pittsburgh area who wants to come work in my parish uh, for free uh, for three hours a week, uh, that'd be great. That's just your your local public service announcement for Greater Pittsburgh or Steubenville area because we're actually Greater Pittsburgh or Steubenville. Steubenville really be considered to have a greater area? It's just Steubenville. (laughs) Yeah, it's not really like it's not really like a metropolis. Yeah. All right. Topic engaged. Set set thrusters to podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I recently mm-hmm. began reading The Ascent of Mount Carmel. Have you read The Ascent of Mount Carmel? I have not. Carmelite books scare me. They're, it is scary insofar as it the, the simplicity of it, it just makes you angry. <laughs> yeah. John of the Cross basically was just like, all right. He was talking about the Dark Knight of the Senses. You've heard about mm-hmm. the Dark Knight of the Senses. I have indeed. Everybody's talking about the Dark Knight of the Soul. Nobody ever talks about the Dark Knight of the Senses. Which is I the Dark Knight of the Senses first? It has to come first, or else yeah. you can't have a Dark Knight of the Soul. Yeah, everyone everyone at Franciscan was always talking about the Dark Knight of the Soul, and I was like, dude, I think you're just addicted to porn. Like, just... <laughs> you haven't been to confession in a couple weeks. Like, like you, Yeah, like, have you been it. praying? Or, you, are you, or you're just tired. I think you're just tired. Right. Yeah. I, saw you, I saw you drinking a Mountain Dew Kickstart at 2 a.m., Every time, every time someone starts having dryness in prayer, they're like, this is my time. This is my mother, Teresa, 30 years. Lord, I'm ready. And it's like, God's like, dude, you're not. You're not the, that. One of the holiest men ever, the prophet Elijah, after one of the holiest experiences of his life, this is the reading on Sunday, begged for death. <laughs> and like after a day of walking in the desert, he was like, kill me now, Lord. And he just needed a nap and some food. Can I just say the propensity for... Old Testament prophets to beg for death is quite funny to me. It makes me not want to be a prophet. Unfortunately, I was baptized one. (laughs) Yeah, too bad. But just Moses, just this past weekend in the readings, he was like talking about the Israelites. And the Israelites were all complaining, like, we're hungry. We want to go to Egypt. This sucks. Dad, turn around. Turn around the car. (laughs) I won't go to Disney World no more. And Moses is like, I will pull this van over. So he pulls the van over (laughs) (laughs) and he, and he talks to God and he says to God, he says, God, you gave me all these kids in this big stupid van and they won't stop complaining and they're eating the food you give them, but they won't stop complaining and they want to go back to slavery. I think you should just kill me, please. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, Moses, that was a bit much. Um, anyway, don't you know God's in control? Haven't you been on Twitter recently? God is in control, Moses. Just got to learn that. I think that'd be so funny. One day I'm going to be in heaven and Moses is going to be like, you remember when you joked about telling me that God was in control? 
I'll, and I'll be like looking at him and remembering like, oh, frick, he's the guy who turned the water into blood and stuff. Shoot. Is he going to turn my blood into water? <laughs> <laughs> Probably shouldn't have said that. Um, so reading this book, I'm talking about the Dark Knight of the Senses. Dark Knight of the Senses is basically the first step in in the way that John of the Cross sees it. The first step is completely removing any sense of pleasure or love for your passions through your senses. So no longer having any love or passion for taste, touch, smell, uh, 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 the other one, and then the other one. That's step one? <laughs> That's step one. Dang it. That's like the first paragraph of the book. But I really like chocolate. That's I, and that's that's kind of the topic, right? Is is yeah. is you read Saints Under the Cross and you say, "But I really like chocolate," and I don't know. Obviously, everything with a spiritual director, you can figure it out. Like, you don't need a podcast, and I don't really need a podcast to tell me what to do or not to do. But I just think it's interesting to kind of discuss as lay people in in marriages in the world. At what point do you not? Um, enjoy something, and at what point is the difference? Is there a difference between enjoyment and having a, a a passion for something and like loving something in the way that Saint John of the Cross describes it? Because his when he was talking about like a passion, he's saying like we can't have a passion for anything other than God, because if you really love this cup of coffee, you're loving. Like if you compare the cup of coffee to God, something. If you just compare the cup of coffee to like nothing, then it's like oh, this is sweet and it smells so good and. It's going to be really tasty. It's going to help me. But then when you compare it to God, it's literally like the nastiest, grossest garbage sludge that's ever existed (laughs) because you're comparing it to the most perfect thing ever. Yeah, most perfect thing. And so if you compare anything that's created to God, it's all going to be nasty, gross garbage sludge. And that's what he's arguing. It's like you have to see everything as nasty, gross garbage sludge. So you have to go through this dark night of the senses to purify. So it's really really everything is... Everything begins with... Knowing who God is so that you can compare everything to him. Correct. Okay, cool. But I'm just wondering. That's step zero then. Yes. That's helpful. How far does how far do we go? Because there's a certain level of like, I don't know, just take for example, um, eating. Like eating feels good. Got to do it in order to not die. Am I supposed to never eat anything that I don't like or that I, uh, that I enjoy? Mm-hmm. Or am I supposed to eat things that I enjoy and actively try not to enjoy them? Like I don't I, I, I think that there's a real Maybe it means don't eat anything purely because you enjoy it. That's a different thing. Yeah. It's like don't drink anything just because you enjoy it. Like, well that then you're just using things for utility. I mean utility isn't bad when it comes oh, is to the, things. Is the created world only meant to be utility? to keep our, our, our body prisons alive until we die. <laughs> well, that kind of eliminates cigars from the equation, doesn't it? Exactly. I, I yeah. just don't know. Well, I mean, a dark night of the soul is not meant to be lived in forever, so maybe a dark night of the senses is the same. But you're not supposed to go through the dark night of the senses and then go back to love and stuff again. That's you true, know? but... Like, like, you get purified... I mean, it's kind of like it's kind of like how you go when you're converted. You go from like one extreme to the next, and then you find balance. You're like, wait, everything sucks. I hate everything. Like 
every, nothing nothing brings me close to God and I just want God and then God's like but hey it's okay you know like I made all these things for you so mm-hmm. go ahead and then you're like oh okay God said it's okay now you know yeah like it's 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 a step but it's not the end so like mm-hmm. there's something after it like maybe oh my gosh I probably shouldn't even be speculating about this um, speculate speculate <laughs> speculate speculate but it's like but it's like should I I mean, a better example, right, is like something that cannot be utility, which is sex. Right. Because I'm supp- I'm like sacramentally obligated to have sex with my wife. Like if I decide to stop doing that, that is wrong. Mm-hmm. If I refuse that from her, that's wrong. Um, so like, am I supposed to hate it? Am I supposed to try not to enjoy it? Am I like, I know I shouldn't chase after, I should chase after her. Mm-hmm. You know, that's, that's a reality. But yeah. like. I mean, it, it sounds like it sounds like Augustine when he talks about how you can't love things. You can only love God. You can love God or things. Mm-hmm. And you can only love things in as much as they reflect God. Mm-hmm. You can only love God as you can only love things as a means to God. But people love things. If you just look around, people love things not as a means to God and are going to hell every day. So Wait, yeah, that's what, that's what I'm saying. Like you should love things only, you should only love things as a means to God. You should never love things for themselves. Oh, I thought you were saying that Augustine said there's only these two ways to love things. It's only loving God or loving things for God. It's like, well, people love things not for God all the time. Yeah. People love things not for God. And that's the problem is they love things for their own, for the thing's sake. I think there's got to be maybe an exercise where you go through because it's I read it and I agree with it. That's the problem is you read it and you're like, yes, these are the things that are keeping me from God. I'm too like on, at the end of my workday, instead of, you know, finishing out strong and like praying evening prayer and thanking God for my workday. I'm thinking what's for dinner, what's for dinner, what's for dinner, what's for dinner. <laughs> hungry, hungry, <laughs> hungry, 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 <laughs> hungry, you know? hungry. Yeah. Yeah. And then, you know, you're you get to the. Uh, I don't know you maybe you're 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 watching TV you like TV and you get to the end of the day and you eat dinner and you might have an opportunity to sit and like talk with your significant other or read a book or enjoy something but all you can think about is watch TV watch TV watch TV to watch TV. it's like it's this thing that gets <laughs> yeah. in our minds are like we're got we're, here comes the next thing that's like going to be really enjoyable and maybe it's the a book right maybe it's the book is the thing that's like oh I can't wait to sit down and read I'm so excited like all these things get us so wrapped up in all this stuff you or like if you've ever had the sensation where you're it's like living in that feeling when you're uh, just about to um i don't know like eat a bite of ice cream you know and like your mouth is super excited or you're, <laughs> you're just about to like uh hug your wife right and you're kind of your body is like prepared to receive that and you're like yes but like yeah but the, i think the life that he's kind of talking about is when you have a passion for your senses is you're living in that all the time for something, right? You're always kind of in this anticipatory. It feels good. It's really exciting to about to be eating a bite of ice cream. It's, you know, it's really (laughs) exciting to like that feeling when you snuggle into the couch and you flip on a show on Mm -hmm. Netflix, like that feels so good. You know, something about it is just, hits us right where it, it's actually better than watching the show. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Right, the 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 build up to the chorus of your favorite song 
is like better than the second time that the chorus plays, you know, because it's it's like building up, building up. Everyone's like, getting excited about to sing the chorus. And it's sweet Caroline, you know, and there's there. It's, it's having a great time. And is that going to get played at your wedding, Ethan? It will. White people bangers only at my wedding. <laughs> it's the white people national anthem. It is. is. Sweet it's, Caroline. I literally, DJ asked, like, what kind of music you want me to play? I said, songs that white people get turned uh, to. He said, I know exactly pretty good. He said, yeah, I got you, man. I got you. Yeah, by Usher. No, yeah, by Usher. No songs. <laughs> no songs. I got to show you this video later. It's Oh, no. It's it's not about Yeah by Usher. It's about Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot. And it's, it's, it's the exact same jokes that I made about Yeah by Usher but about Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lot and how everyone knows the words to that song for some reason. And it's like everyone's, it's like this guy, it's like that one kid you know who's got the tie around his head. It's like his parlor trick is that he knows all the words to every verse of Baby Got Back. Anyway, continue. Hey, hey, why are you making fun of me in high school? (laughs) What are you doing? Ethan, tie around his head, Stevie. We all know that Ethan was that kid. Ethan, I I hate to break it to you. That is not a personality trait. (laughs) Am I that that transparent? (laughs) You've known this whole time. Oh my gosh. I've hung up the ties. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I'm wearing Man. a bow tie for the wedding. It's a clip on. I can't put it around my head. It's not can't put it What if I brought out like busted out a second tie and just wrapped it around? <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Though? Like this living in this anticipatory excitement, this yearning, this desire for these things. I feel Thinking like about how... putting the tie on your head is more fun than actually wearing the tie. Yes, because then it's on it and you're like, oh, it's kind of sweaty yeah, and everyone's looking s- at me. And Yeah. Yeah, I feel kind of weird. And you're like, this actually isn't as cool as that kid in the movies that did this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had some point that I was going to transition us to, but I'm I forgot very what sorry. That's very all right. Um, I feel like a lot of us live this way all the time because our lives are structured around that feeling, right? That's yeah. the whole advertising is that, right? The whole, yeah. uh, uh, I mean, thank God I don't have Twitter anymore, but the whole experience of refreshing your Twitter feed is that. The that whole feeling, experience yeah. of even now, like the way that they design turning on your car and the noises of turning on your car and uh, everything, right? Getting a, getting a cup of coffee at the, at the, at the local coffee shop. All of your senses all the time, everything is telling you you're about to experience some really intense pleasure if only you were just to do blank. And I think that message of John of the Cross, which is you must have this dark night of the senses in order to perceive God as he truly is and love him as he truly is, really targets what I think we need because everything all the time is telling us to not have a dark night of the senses it's like we're lighting it up light night of the senses baby we're staying up all night <laughs> it's a big flashy strobe light uh concert of a of a census right it's sensory overload i mean that's literally true it's like you think of like you think of like the centers of culture mm-hmm. in every century you know you've got like the cathedral and then you've got like the parlor and then you've got like the pub and then you've got you know Times Square. <laughs> right. But this is this is my question, right, is where you said the cathedral, and we talk about as, like, the line as Catholics where everyone's like, uh, liturgy's bad. Everyone's like, we have to engage our senses in worship. That's what everybody says uh, when someone gets mad about the liturgy and about incense and all these things. So that's my question is where's this line between using my senses for good things 
and having a dark night of the senses, should I pretend not to smell the incense at mass because it's a sweet smelling fragrance? Should I enjoy it because it's Sunday and on Sundays you're allowed to not have a dark night of the soul? I don't know what the rules are. <laughs> like, and I know that there's not rules. I know it's supposed to be dynamic and everything, yeah. but it, it feels like the these great like spiritual traditions of the church is, you know, like on one hand we had got this Carmelite thing, dark night of the senses. On the other hand, we got this like anti Manichaean thing where it's like your senses are actually good. Your body's not evil. You know, uh, it's okay to, to drink wine, you know? Yeah. Like, you know how many, you know how many anti Manichaean saints we have in the making right now? None. You know why? We don't have any Manichaeans. That's true. That's a good point. (laughs) It's, it's, uh, it's, the world goes from extreme to extreme. Mm-hmm. And so we always calibrate the extremes. You mm-hmm. know, we always like make sure like, oh, well, you know, people are, people are, you know, going really heavy on the rules. Okay, cool. So we got to counter them by making sure that the rules are a little more relaxed than they would like. Oh, those people are, are really relaxed. Okay. We got to make things a little more heavy. You know, we do that all the time. So like perhaps the dark night of the senses is something that we should talk about more. Be like, Hey, you know, you, you're you're constantly living with sensory input. You're constantly listening to podcasts while you're getting ready in the morning. You know, driving to work. Mm-hmm. What if you uh, and you know that feeling where you're like, that feeling where you're like, oh, I'm about to listen to a podcast. I just started a Catching Foxes. Like, I have the feeling of listening to a new podcast. You know, it's getting all excited. And if you really want to live, if you really want to live a contemplative life, turn off notifications for all podcasts and only listen to our podcast when you think about it. And you're like, oh, I kind of want to catch up with what they're doing. Because don't get that little notification. You're like, ooh, new content. Daddy Major, your favorite. Open wide. That's from Inside by Bo Burnham. You should really watch it. I might watch it. There's trying to avoid sensory overload. Literally talking about, well, it's one of the most not sensory overload productions ever because he's literally just in a room by himself. I've seen, I've seen some images from it. It looks very colorful and there's lots of sounds. That's true. It's really good though. And I just, I disagree on the premise of you must watch this video in order to, to to determine how you should not be living your life with sensory input, you know, (laughs) yeah. Watch watch this one hour special only nineteen ninety five. It will tell you how bad it is to be watching specials all the time. It's like <laughs> no. Listen to this podcast where we talk about how bad it is to listen to podcasts all the time. Yeah, well it's not the podcast thing. It's the It's everything. Maybe maybe we shouldn't listen to podcasts. What if we just like ended this episode right now and just let it be like silence. another 30 minutes of sound. You know how many people would finish the podcast just out of a completion mindset? I know I would. I would hate to have that little green bar on Spotify. Yeah, I listen on Spotify. Get off my back. That little green bar on Spotify, like half finished, I would hate that. Mm-hmm. I'd probably put the silence on twice, two times speed too. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the legitimate question is, where is the place for things like this, right? Something that is intentionally like we're trying to be edifying like we are not trying to make this podcast ever to distract you from god right that's like never your or my intention i believe there's lots of people out there who unintentionally have that result yeah just like secular podcasts comedy podcasts all these things it's like you listen to a comedy podcast you're like ooh, i feel kind of gross after listening to that like i feel like i just overindulged in something yeah you know and i hope that people don't walk away from our show thinking that ever 
Yeah, I felt I feel that way about watching YouTube commentary videos. I was talking to Phoebe about that. I was like, I don't want to watch videos about how Logan Paul is not good. Like, I don't want to watch a video exposing other people's sins. I don't think that's good for me. You can know? I tell you? Can I tell you something? Sure. Let me look at this. Let me go pull this up. Let me search it on my app on my phone. Let me let me search it on on Wikipedia.tumblr.com. Uh, it's been 22 days since I've watched a YouTube video. Wow. Yes. That's awesome. I've decided to be done. <laughs> nice. I'm proud and, of you. And you know what they say? It takes 21 days to break a habit, right? Indeed. I'm on the other I'm side. <laughs> what? Okay. What do they say? I thought you were about to be like, you know how they say it's 21 days to break a habit? Yeah, they're wrong. I can't. I, I'm really, I really want to watch YouTube. There was something that I was listening to a Matt Frad interview with Father Sean Kilcauley, and they were talking about uh, pornography addiction. Sure. And he has the freedom plan. I don't know if you've ever seen the freedom plan. Mm-mm. It's a green circle and it's a yellow circle and it's a red circle. Mm-hmm. And the green circle is like, these are your life giving behaviors. These are the things that uh, give you life going on dates with your significant other, reading a book, praying, um, writing, sculpting, le- proper leisure and proper things that not, maybe not even leisure, but like things that make you happy. Right. Sure. Uh, or, or just good habits that you have, like getting up, out of bed on time and like having a productive day at work and getting home from work on time. Like those, those can be in your green circle, even though they're yeah. not like leisurely activities. Then you have your yellow circle and those are the activities that like lead you towards your red circle. And the red circle doesn't have to be mortal sin. The red circle can be anything that you're trying to get rid of in your life. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the yellow circle is like, for me, when I would go on YouTube binges, the yellow circle was like social media and being on social media and, <laughs> yeah. uh, Thinking know. about social media and Thinking drafting social media, tweets on social media. Um, flipping through, like what, reading the news about the NBA, reading just news in general, getting on Google News, all these things. And eventually mm-hmm. I'd find myself on YouTube and eventually I just would not be able to stop watching YouTube. I would just watch YouTube for like three hours. And so Father Sean Kukali was talking about these circles. And then he said, what you need to do is take the thing that you no longer want to do and put it in your red circle. And that means that it needs to be as incomprehensible to you to do that activity then if I were to walk up to you and say, Patrick, why don't you go home and punch Phoebe in the face tonight? You would be like, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm gonna, not going to do that. I'm not. I'm not going to punch Phoebe. You're like, well, you wouldn't even have to think about it. You'd be like, that's just unthinkable. It's like not yeah. a thing I'm going to do. And he was just saying, he put that idea in my mind of like, you just have to take this thing that you no longer want to do and make that mindset your mindset about the thing. Like mm-hmm. it needs to be as unthinkable as just coming home and punching your wife in the face. <laughs> um, and so I said, oh. Well, that is how I feel about watching YouTube videos. I really don't want to think about them anymore. And so mm-hmm. uh, I put it in my red circle and I got an accountability partner and I treated it like how everybody treats you to, uh, tells you to treat pornography, you know, but mm-hmm. if you're not addicted to pornography, nobody cares about you these days. Um, <laughs> <laughs> they say, you don't have a real addiction. You have a real problem. It's pornography is the real problem, but there are lots of other problems. And, are indeed, yeah. and I think this idea of the dark night of the senses being a way to meet God should open up to people looking at all of your different senses and saying like, wow, I really like every night after dinner, I have to have a dessert. And like, if I don't have a dessert, I like, I get kind of antsy, you know, mm-hmm. like that should kind of make you stop and think. Yeah. Your day's not over if you don't have a dessert. That's- right. Or, or a drink, you know, um, or a smoke or watching uh, a TV show or a YouTube video or scrolling mm-hmm. through, like, oh, I just, I have to have an hour of, of Netflix before bed to wind down. It's like, anytime you say that you have to have something, I don't trust you. <laughs> um, 
or I have to have this physical pleasure or that physical pleasure in order to do X, Y, or Z. Sure, yeah. Or I have to, I have to, the only way that I can get up in the morning or shower in the morning or work out is if I'm listening to like this kind of music and I have to listen to this kind of music. Like it's just all these spectrums. And so I think more often than not, like for me with YouTube, I just, I did it and I justified it by saying like, well, I'm only subscribed to these channels and I don't have recommended videos on. I don't have comments on and I don't have all these things on. So I'm fine. But I like wasn't actually fine. And I was just like lightly dipping my toes into this red circle that just eventually mm-hmm. sucked me in. And so I wasn't actually planning on talking about this is kind of funny, but, uh, but like I just chose at a certain point I'm done and I'm, I'm not perfect. Like I still have lots of other, I still eat too many planters peanuts. <laughs> I still drink too much coffee and I still am too reliant on food, uh, amongst other things and just casual entertainment, like the podcasts and the things that we were talking about. Like I, yeah. I rely on that all the time, but I think it's like, if you can just take one thing, if like you can cut that out for 30 days, you know, and see kind of what starts to change in your mindset and then maybe pick another thing for the next 30 days. It's like, that's how we're slowly going to start to accept that dark night of the senses. And then God is going to kind of like, Bloop, like, hello. The, like the Israelites, right? He's going to you know, go through the desert they're going to be like, we're here, we're famined, we're going to die. And then eventually he's going to take you to the promised land, right? Mm-hmm. And things are going to, and that's where you got the milk and the honey, right? And you're yep, able and to. And then you're going to anoint a king and he's going to cheat on his wife and kill a guy and then mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then, right. And then his son is going to have 700 wives, which, uh, 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 can't even don't forget having, the 300 concubines. <laughs> can't even imagine having one. Am I right? Yeah, women, they do be concubine and Oh yeah. The old the old Solomon and Chain. As the old as the old nineteen nineties comedian used to say, Man, I can't handle all these concubines. Anybody ever tell you get everybody anybody ever tell you get a concubine, they, they say no. Say I, I wanna be free from my concubinage. That's what I say. Who is who what comedian was that? Uh Jerry Sandville. Is that Letterman? Uh, yeah, it's Letterman, yeah. That was Letterman. So I don't know if that makes sense. What is the deal with concubines? I'm just kidding. I was trying to do Dangerfield and Seinfeld at the same uh-huh. time. Yeah, <laughs> that Dangerfield sounded like <laughs> he was he was he was having a heart attack. I get <laughs> I get no respect. <laughs> I get, I get no respect. I tell you. Oh man. <laughs> oh boy. So sorry. I didn't really. I just kind of blasted a bunch of thoughts out there. Uh, media addiction is a real thing. I think um, media addiction is a real thing. A, addiction everywhere is a real thing. Sensory addiction in general, I think, is a plague. Yeah, I think. I mean, I've been I've been recently trying to do that cut back on how you put it, like casual or what was it? Entertainment. It was like casual was ca- entertainment. Casual entertainment, like one of the conspiracy podcast shows that I, that I listen to is like really solid and it's very like journalistic and it's interesting and it like reports on a topic that I'm interested in. But the other one is very much like they release three episodes a week and it's like garbage, 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 garbage. And I only listen to it because I like listening to the other one and it's kind of like a replacement while I'm mm-hmm. waiting for the other one to come out, you know? Right. Right. Um, so I've been thinking about cutting that one out. Garbage, it's also garbage, not that garbage. edifying. Um, and they're really like anti-Catholic, which is weird because they also posture when like they when the when the conspiracy theory guy is like, 
anti-Catholic. They're like, oh, that's so anti-Catholic. And then they make jokes about like Pope Benedict being a Nazi. Yeah. And I'm like, is it worth it? Is it worth it? It's not. It's not it's worth not it. It's not worth it. Yeah. yeah. It never is. I don't know. Practical takeaway. Maybe people will try it. Maybe they won't. <laughs> um, maybe they're going to bump. Maybe they're going to listen to this and send an email and be like, Ethan, you freaking moron. That's not what Carmelite spirituality is. You read the first 12 pages of A Cent Amount Carmel, which is <laughs> what I did. <laughs> Tried to make a whole podcast about it. But hey, it's my wedding week. I don't have a lot of content. All right. This is what we're talking about. This is what I'm thinking about. I thought we were going to talk about Interior Castle. No, 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 no. Not the no, other no. Carmelite. I always thought John of the Cross was like the advanced Carmelite, you know, like. He was the guy that Therese was talking about when she was like, when I look at the saints of the church, I see them as if they are a tall mountain and I am a little grain of sand. No, I think John of the Cross would admit that even Teresa of Avila was probably way more uh, advanced than he was. I'm sure he would say that, but they were both probably super. They would both probably say that. I mean, he was her spiritual director. So that's my point. Kind of hard to determined that's my point he he was he was the one that she was talking about when she was like yeah i'd rather have a wise spiritual director than a holy spiritual director that's actually she said that nice (laughs) that might have been who she was talking about he sucks and now he sucks but uh he's good look at him look at him now uh do you want to do dr ethan's dating corner all right you came to the right place you ding dong (laughs) It's called communication, baby. Absolutely, I do. Yes. Best part of the show. Now, this is something that I am equipped to discuss. All right. I want want a boy to ask me out. Are we going to... Sponsored by Catholic Match. Welcome oh yeah, to sorry. Welcome to Doctor. Welcome Doctor Ethan's Dating Corner. Sponsored by Catholic Match. Go to CatholicMatch.com if you want to experience a dark night of the senses. So, <laughs> <Ethan>. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. That's not why anybody's on Catholic Match. That's not, no, that's, if you want to experience a, uh, if you want to experience the uh, the electric light show of the senses, go mm. to CatholicMatch.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, follow at Catholic Match on Instagram to submit your questions. Ethan, we got a dating question from someone who wants to remain anonymous. Awesome. She wants a, She says, I want a boy to ask me out, but if he did, it would become long distance real quick. Hello, Dr. Ethan and Professor Patrick. Howdy. I am a 26-year-old girl, and this summer I met a Catholic boy, Homest, I find attractive. I've known him for about two months. Uh, he's super sweet, and I enjoy talking to him. We've hung out a couple times one-on-one, and he asks great questions and is a great listener. He's Whoa. faithful. He prays mm. daily. He goes mm. to daily mass. He's got oh. a lot of great qualities. I wanted a yes. guy. I've initiated the two times we spent one-on-one time. They were both really fun, but to be fair, I don't think he likes me. I'm definitely crushing. The problem is he's expecting his job to move him halfway across the country, and that could take place anytime between now and September. I don't want to get ahead of myself, but I feel like a reason he would shy away from dating is because he doesn't want. he's probably not going to be here much longer. I also got too invested in the last guy I had a crush on, so I want to play this smart. Any advice on what I should do? Keep spending time with him? Casually ask, how do people in a job like yours actually date people, LOL? Or <laughs> Subtle. <laughs> she didn't say LOL, but I'm adding the LOL. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I've never initiated telling a guy how I feel, so I'm not sure if I could do it. Three question marks. Thanks and congratulations to the soon-to-be Dr. and Mrs. Ethan Stevie. Incredible. And she listens to the podcast, so be Thanks. nice. Thanks for listening to the podcast. 
I feel like my opinion on long distance and girls changes every week on this podcast. <laughs> if you asked this question and I was in any other mood, I probably would give you a different answer. Um, so just going just gonna to put this out there. Who cares what this guy thinks, right? <laughs> like yeah. you should just go to him and be like, I like you. I don't know if it's feasible for us to date long distance. Are you going to ask me out? Are you going to ask me out, right? Or should just I move like, on? That's your that's your same opinion that stays. I think yes. that's one of the best advice you could give because it this, still makes the guy feel smart. Yes, and, and, it, and it still makes him feel respected. This is what I do in real estate, right? Is all. If <laughs> Are you going to date me or what? <laughs> Are you no, going to close of, this deal so I can get my one point five percent? Actually, what I do is I call people, and someone you got a lease out. You got to sit. Send a lease out, right? And someone signs, or maybe they're not signing it. Who's a lease? But they, I'm not going to acknowledge anything that Patrick says for the next five minutes. Um, you send out a lease, and they have toured the space, and they really like it, and they tell you a bunch of times in person, I really like the space, I really want it, I want to get it, you know, this is, this is amazing. And then you have the lease with you, and you say, hey, I actually have it right here, you can sign it now if you want. And they say, no, 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 uh, we want to take some time to think about it. And it's like, but if you could just sign it right here, then you wouldn't have to think about it, and I wouldn't have to chase you down over the next, you know, however many weeks. And people are like, no, 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 we want to think about it. Or I got to talk to my business partner, I got to talk to my wife, whatever. And it's like, all right, I'm not going to be a jerk. I'm not going to force you. I can't force you to stay here and sign this document if you don't want to. So I feel like that's illegal, but yeah. Yeah, yeah. You can, so you can leave. And then you send it to them as a digitally signed document, which you think would be easier to just sign something digitally because all you got to do is click, click, click. And you just got to click it. You just got to click it. And then they don't sign it. And then it's one day and then it's two days and it's a week and then it's two weeks. So eventually you call them and you say, hey, I'm, I'm going to show this space to someone else. Um, just wanted to let you know. Bye. And then you hang up. And if they really want it, they'll call you back. <laughs> but you've told them that you're moving on. They have an opportunity to, to do something about it. And if they yeah. don't do it about it, you lease it to someone else. And if they come to you and say, hey, I, we wanted that space, you say, sorry, you had so much time. Yeah. And so yeah. I think that's what you got to do is you got to come to him and say, hey, I like you. We've been spending a great time together. You're moving away. Do you want to ask me out? If he says no, you've got closure. Time to move on. If he says yes, who cares about the halfway across the country thing? FaceTime's a thing. The whole country operated on long distance for like 18 months. You're fine. Did, and we did great. We did, and nothing went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> no one got radicalized on YouTube. No. Uh, no one, no one did anything bad. Nope, nobody everyone, stormed any, any, any buildings. Yep. Everyone, everything was storm free here in the old USA. Everyone, everyone just bought cans of beans to take home to their family. That's John Mulaney had they... a really good, John Mulaney had a really good bit. He was in rehab during COVID during nice. the quarantine. And, um, he was like, I just got a rehab. I was in rehab for two months. And that's my John Mulaney impression. Yeah. I figured <laughs> I, I was figured. in, I was in rehab for two months. That's what, yeah. Uh, and I was in rehab on January 6th for the insur- capital insurrection. Wouldn't have happened on my watch. <laughs> <laughs> See, John Mulaney is so funny. You can that repeat his funny. jokes and they're good. Like, and they're that's funny. not true. That's not true with like Jerry Seinfeld. No. I'm married now. I made a movie about a pee. Anyway, um, yes, I concur. I had the same experience with a guy who wanted to buy bleachers for me off of Craigslist. He wasn't. He was like, oh, yeah, let me come by and check them out. And he's like, yeah, I want them. I'll come pick them up when it's raining, blah, 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 because I have a roofing company and we can't do roofing when it's raining, et cetera. And then I was like, I texted him and I was like, hey, I'm going to show it to someone else. And then he didn't respond. And so I showed it to someone else. And then 
he took it. And this guy, Cameron, he and I are best friends now. The guy who came and picked him up, he, we're super good buddies. Nice. He texted me. I was like, I was like, I'm here. I'm like, I'm wearing a, I'm wearing a white t-shirt. And he was like, I look like I'm from Oregon. And I was like, cool. I'll look for a covered wagon. And he thought that was hilarious. That is pretty funny. Thanks. A covered wagon. I would have yeah, said no, a Subaru. No, no, but, but he looked, he, no, yeah, Subaru Outback. That's like exactly what he was driving. Yep. But he looked like he was from Oregon, man. He was like, yeah, white guy dreads and Birkenstocks and nice. jeans. Nice. But he, but he, but he worked it. Like it wasn't, it wasn't out of place. I love it when guys from Oregon work it. <laughs> <laughs> the problem with the podcast and having a podcast for almost five years is that everything you say is recorded. For a long time. For a very long time. And, and eventually you're going to say something kind of dumb. Yeah. And it's just going to be out there. Maybe I remember to edit that out. Maybe I don't. Who knows? Who knows? It's my wedding week. It's hard to say. Um, <laughs> yeah. I hope this person who asked a question uh, feels edified. Tell them how you feel. Otherwise, just don't get invested because it's you are in control of how invested you get. He might be the perfect guy, but you got to be prudent about just diving into someone who's about to move away, but you know, chase your bliss, you know, you know, follow your arrow wherever it leads. Mm-hmm. Wait, is he a Virgo? Go I don't know. It. What time was he born? Yeah. Anyway, um, Snapchat, I redownloaded Snapchat just to see what was up. And it asked me what time I was born because it was, and it was like astrology is an ancient tradition. No, and I'm like, no, shut no. up. If you want ancient tradition, have I got a Latin mass for you? Anyway, not anymore. Uh, not anymore, baby. We got, we got a Roman missile over here. All right, podcast over. Podcast over. I'm going to see you in a couple days. I'm excited. It's going to be very, very wonderful. Me too. Me too. I'm just trying to think of what my sign-off is going to be this week. I'm going to stall patreon.com slash the crunch. Check out the Biblecast, new episode of the Biblecast coming out. Uh, it already came out. It came out on Wednesday. So if you missed it, the episode two of the Biblecast, and you're listening to this, it came out on Sunday, which is the day after my wedding. Wow. You you are missing out on the Biblecast. Five dollars a month can get you the Biblecast. Patreon. So you're posting it. You're posting it tomorrow. Yeah, I'm gonna post it tomorrow. Are you gonna post a sneak peek for our for our for our listeners on on our regular feed? No, I'm not. No, you gotta do it. It's so good. It's not that good. No, it's such a good idea, Ethan. It's not a good idea. Literally, Ethan, listen to me. I've been Patrick, doing research. Patrick, it's my wedding okay? week. <laughs> oh, I'll do it. All right. All right. Yeah, I'll say. Yeah, if you want me to do anything, I'll do it. Yeah, great. Okay, Are cool. we going to do it every single time we upload a Bible cast? Sure. You literally just take the first 15 minutes, and then that makes me go, man, I really want to. Okay, fine. 10. I don't care. Five. Wherever the natural conclusion is, you got to mm. wait till it gets into the meat, and they're like, oh, man, I really want some more of this meat. I want some more of this corned beef. We gave them a whole enough. episode. Was that not enough? It was not enough. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'll, send it, I'll send it to you once it's edited. Thank you. I don't know when that'll be. Listen, um, gosh, Emma's mom's Airbnb has a hot tub, and that's where I'm going right after this. So whoa, 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 whoa! Should I bring a bathing suit? <laughs> I'm just gonna hang out with Emma's mom. Be like sitting in the <laughs> How's it going? <laughs> Close the podcast. End it. <laughs> Facebook.com/slash/group/slash/thecountrycast. If you want Patrick to ask to hot tub with your mom, that's the, that's the Facebook group that you gotta be on. <laughs> we're back we're back to loving moms we 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 left it for a while but we're back baby. you know who's gonna come on the podcast this week you know who's who? gonna come on the podcast week who janice stevie and della nevy that would be wild my mom would that love would be it. crazy <laughs> that would be interesting very very interesting welcome to the mom cast
that's it. There's no more else. Please pray for me if you hear this. Uh, and Emma, because we're going on our honeymoon. We got to be safe. Mm-hmm. Thank you all for listening. No, wait, no, Patrick, you got to go do your thing. Patrick, do you have anything else for the people? Tune in next week for the nuptial cast. Thank you all for listening. Please pray for us. We'll be praying for you. We'll see you all next week. Thank you.